We're recording. We're recording live. Hello and welcome to Recording Live. I'm Dexter. With me is Maddie. Hello. And today we're talking uh, Transformers, specifically the cartoon War for Cybertron. Is it War for Cybertron? Yes. Uh, uh, part one, Siege. Um, so yeah, Maddie asked me last week, a couple weeks ago, I guess, to, to have us cover this. And I, um, I don't know, I've always been into Transformers, but I don't know that I was necessarily excited uh, about watching anything in particular. I mean, I was happy to watch it, but I... Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I just wasn't that excited um, until I watched that first episode, I think. And man, it, it I got into that. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a great cartoon. Yeah, and, it, was, uh, it yeah. was something I asked. I showed you and Tom the trailer for mm-hmm. uh, a while back because I figured oh, okay, uh, yeah. just for like a subject to talk about, like if we couldn't all get together, this might be an easy, quick uh, hour long podcast to just do a mm-hmm. discussion on it. And I know there's some that, you know, they don't want it. They don't care. So that's fine. This is kind of like this isn't even like a standard episode. This is just like a bonus for us to do. Sure. And we uh, uh, I, I obviously am a ginormous fan. And uh, this is oh, gosh, I don't even know how to describe this. This that was uh, the War for Cybertron series is a trilogy that uh, is produced by Hasbro and Rooster Teeth Productions with animation by Polygon Pictures to make a a series for Netflix that is aimed more toward adults and fans. I guess Hmm. that's kind of what they were aiming toward with this. Okay, that makes sense, yeah. That's kind of the feel it had, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, it was, and it's an all-CGI series. Uh, pretty much what the show is, just as a quick overview of it was, it's a six-episode, 20-minute series, and it takes place before Earth. It's the end of – it's kind of the, the final days of the war on their planet on Cybertron and is dealing with this one final big act that happens before the war ends and doesn't end, I guess the best way to describe it, is yeah. pretty much this is what happens before they make it to Earth, which – leads into the second part, which hasn't been announced when that's coming out, which uh, is part, it's like part two, chapter two of this trilogy called Earthrise. And this is all about, uh, it it correlates with the current toy line that's going on, which uh, last year was Siege. Second part is uh, Earthrise. And then the third part is called Kingdom, which is going to be a big crossover between G1, Transformers, and Beast Wars. Oh, fun. Yeah, they, uh, uh, a picture yeah, of it I, got leaked. Oh, really? Yes, it's a big poster with all these characters, Optimus, Megatron, and all of them, uh-huh. uh, mixed with uh, the Beast Wars cast, which so, it's not going to be like a crossover with the original Beast Wars cartoon. It's mm-hmm. going to be a reintroduction to the characters from Beast Wars. I'm okay with that, I think. With new toys, mm-hmm. and so... What War for Cybertron is, it starts out with uh, the Autobots searching for Energon to continue being able to fight. Their war has gone on for millions and millions of years. They're almost at a practical stalemate. The opening of the series really uh, introduces the fact that Megatron has 
offered a treaty with the Autobots, which they don't delve too much into what this treaty is, but it kind of sounds mm-hmm. like it's a treaty. It's a ceasefire that gives the Decepticons complete control of everyone and on the planet, and Optimus mm-hmm. will not sign it. The Autobots are in hiding, and what ha- what goes on with the series, as you learn, is that Megatron and the Autobots are looking for the AllSpark, which is the uh, item that gives their planet and themselves life. And the Decepticons intend to weaponize it to turn everybody into a Decepticon. Meanwhile, the Autobots are searching for it, trying to uh, to throw it off, to take it out of the game, which, and they're going to throw it out into space, which will save them, but also condemn them, because without the AllSpark, the planet will die. But the outcome is already death, so the the two it's a two hour uh, show essentially it's pretty much a, a movie that deals with both of them trying to get it and it deals with a lot of characters uh, spiraled all throughout it you start you kind of get a really big impression that while it is good guys versus bad guys the one character that doesn't come off truly as pure evil is Megatron in the show where when he's given the idea to do this he doesn't want to do it yeah. So that's kind of the premise of the series, um, and I, I got to see it. It's opening day. I doubt uh, it's release day. It actually got delayed like three weeks, I think, due to hmm. yeah, due to everything going with COVID. Yeah, uh, they couldn't get all the, the the dubbings down for because they wanted to release this worldwide and they wanted mm. to make sure they have it dubbed in all languages. So it got delayed about three weeks, and so it was released on July 30th. So just about uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, okay. Um, I got to watch it the night it came out. I didn't have Netflix, so I had to restart my Netflix solely to watch this, which <laughs> I was already intending to do. Yeah. But it gave me Netflix to for a month because I don't intend to keep Netflix at all. It's it's not yeah. a platform that I use much anymore. So I got to watch it. Uh, I asked Dexter, hey, I showed this to you. You know, mm-hmm. it's two hours long. It's not very lengthy. You have Netflix right now. Do you want to watch it? And you said, sure. Mm-hmm. So what did you think? Yeah, so um, especially having not seen, so I've, I've been an extremely casual, I guess, Transformers fan. Just what I so, tell you, pretty much. Yeah, it's what you tell me, and like, I, I just don't go out of my way to watch Transformers. So uh, the base of my knowledge, I think, was that we had some toys when I was really little. My brother, I know, watched it when he was, uh, I don't know, we were pretty little. Like I, I, I barely remember watching the. What the I don't know what it's called Transformers the movie probably uh, when that first came out like on VHS I guess um, and then we we once we became friends I don't know that I watched I probably watched I don't remember I guess when the show came out but we watched Beast Wars um, and I got we I got into Beast Wars quite a bit I loved that show um, but being a kid I don't know that I was super devoted to watching it like i think i had troubles i'm not a morning person and it was always on saturday mornings and i just didn't always get up in time to watch it um so i think i kind of caught up on it after school when it was on um which always just means random episodes and i don't really know what happens um but i still have my rat trap uh (laughs) which i got it's out somewhere my kids were playing with it which i looked up on ebay i'm kind of thinking they need to stop playing with it uh, uh, cause well, it's a, fun. what? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
Well, it's in really good condition uh, based on the ones I was seeing on eBay that were being sold for a decent amount of money. Um, just because, like, all the ones on eBay, all the it's the it's the later Beast Wars one where like they kind of look a little more mechanical. Yeah, it's say season two of Transmetals where they get a, an alt, they get a third mode which is like for Rat yeah. Trap, he gets four wheels, so he's like yeah. a race car. Yeah, um, and his wheels are like metallic, and I've noticed on eBay most of them the metallic part is like flaking off. Yeah, fl- mine's uh, yeah, still in good shape. Yeah, they the the flaky chrome like those yeah. were pretty common back then. I mean, my toys all got them eventually. Uh, I still have mine too, my first one, my tarantulas. And oh yeah, yeah, I still have him, and I've replaced parts on him and everything. Yeah, I was gonna but, say, I remember you lost one of his legs when we were kids. Yeah, I've I've bought a couple of them whenever I see them at a store, like a, a, a Jay's a pawn shop for kids, and I yeah. I replaced parts on him. But the mm. uh, same, honestly, I grew up with Transformers. I love mm-hmm. Transformers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ninja Turtles tr- uh, dethroned it, and okay. Uh, yeah, honestly, I was, I was always more into t- turtles, I guess, than I was transformers really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And well, the fun thing was I wasn't very much into beast wars and stuff like you. I, chimed oh, into, I, I, I was out of it. I was really out of it. Beast wars brought it back for me when I, at, when I got asked, what would you like for Christmas? And I watched yeah. beast wars here and there, but I wasn't even into toys or anything, yeah. but I asked my grandma, I was just like, what would you like? And I'm like, I looked through and I'm like, I saw Tarantulas and I went, oh, I'll just get that. You know, I like the show, so it'll just be a nice little piece. And that's kind of how it spiraled back into me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I got those and then I got more and more and I got more and more into the show because, yeah, yep. the same thing. Well, the fun fact was back then it wasn't even a more it wasn't even a morning cartoon. It was a cartoon that played when we were at school. It was like two o'clock in the oh. afternoon. Oh, OK. For some reason, I, I thought I remembered it being like. And maybe this was later, but I thought it, it was, was on, like, a little later. They syndicated the it in the early mornings. And yeah, and I, there's no chance I was going to get up in time for that. And so no. I don't know when I ever watched it. It was uh, on Saturday. New episodes were on Saturday mornings at like 6.30 a.m. Yeah. And that's that's kind it's of what it was. But yeah, so <laughs> – uh yeah, so just that little bit of backstory. But yeah, I've always been a pretty big fan. But yeah, this came out uh, – I'll admit the trailers didn't wow me very much. I thought it looked kind of like an old video game cinematics. Yeah, the I, in all honesty, I was a little surprised by the graphics, and I was surprised that they weren't better. Um, and it, like they were fine, but I think I just expected it to be just higher end uh, 3D animation. It, this felt it, there. There's reasons for that. Yeah, and I assumed I kind of wanted to ask about it. Yeah, there's reasons for that. Well. When I showed you and Tom the trailer, Tom pointed out and said, it's really good cell-shaded animation. Okay, yes, I remember that now. Okay. <laughs> yes, and the thing was, until watching the show, the show does trick you a few times where it 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 looks like CG, it looks like regular CGI, but then when it gets up to close-ups with faces and stuff, it's blatantly super detailed cell-shaded animation. Yeah, okay. Oh, wow. I don't know that I actually realized it was cell shaded. I assumed it was 3D. Um, yeah. It, and it's weird, too, because, like, I think I was expecting their movements to be a little more human. I, um, I can explain why they're not. And, well, yeah, and I, I just assumed it was like, well, they're robots, so they move like robots. Like, they they move kind of awkwardly, I guess. I, I, the I, I, yeah, and I can tell you why. Okay. Okay, I, this is a problem that I had with the show. All right. 
the studio Polygon uh, uh-huh. that made it. Yeah, they were given the CG renders of the toys by Hasbro to use for character models. Okay. So when Hasbro designs figures and they use promotions, they use CGI renders. They use CAD models. And for their for their marketing. Yes. Oh. Yes. And uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. This is I mean, this, this that, is pretty common with them. And uh, yeah, I mean that's common for a lot of things. I suppose. I mean having I just now that you say that I used I've I've worked on some accounts because I, I work in marketing for like things like uh ref, oh, well, it was a uh clothing washing machines and like they had rendered things for their like quote unquote photography for marketing which makes sense to a degree but yeah i'm gonna send you a picture real quick right now of a promotion from hasbro for an optimus prime toy that's coming out and yeah so they they supplied them those and then what Mm -hmm. polygon did was they went in and they add they took away they filled in some of the 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 fillers and the hollow bits Mm-hmm. And just gave them articulated mouths, feet, and hands. But okay. yeah, it is blatantly the toys on the screen. And That's funny. so, what it, you sent me is a is a CAD model, basically. Yeah, it's their CAD wow. models that they use. Yeah, it's a CGI, it's and that's actually even that's what they promote them with, and that's even what's on the packaging. Yeah. Okay. That's. I mean, so, it looks real. Yeah, and so they just replaced the hands. They filled in the five millimeter ports on the arm stuff, and that's yeah. what they put on the screen. It's kind of blatantly obvious when you look at characters like Starscream in the show, where yeah. his wings are very hollow. And yeah, interesting. Yes, and that threw me off in the thing. But yeah, a lot of the figures they have these extra plastic, like these extra parts that are just hanging off of them. Yeah. The toy has. So I kind of had a problem okay. with that in the show where they. I, I, it's like, why are they using the toys so exa- accurately? Yeah, because they were using the toys. Yeah, and in all honesty, it was it was high quality stop motion animation essentially. Yeah, and it, it was it's mostly awkward, and I think it's especially for like Optimus, and I think like they just needed to stylize him a little bit more Agreed. because yep. mostly because of his chest, it was insane. Oh. I didn't notice that till the second time I was watching it. Okay, in the show, if people have seen it, if you haven't, when uh-huh. Optimus Prime walks, his yeah. chest stretches back and forth as oh. he walks. I didn't notice that, I guess. But, like, I just thought, like, it's so awkward because his chest is so huge because it's, I mean, it's yep. the cab of a car or of a truck, whatever. But, like, they use, like, these weird camera angles, and I'm assuming it's, like from the perspective of whoever he's talking to. Yeah. But like you, I feel like you can barely see his face over yes. his chest. Yeah. It's just like raise that, the camera or stylize him to not have a huge chest. I think it was, it was mostly just like maybe that, or just to show how like tall, how like what a broad character he was. Um, he's he's an imposing in, fellow. Yeah. Yeah. To make him imposing, but yeah, to put him in those angles. But yeah, when he walks, his, his, his stomach area stretches back and forth. Weird. Huh. I didn't notice it until like when we were gonna do this. Uh, I I rewatched the first couple episodes. Yeah, and I noticed that immediately. And I have a friend who I uh, is solely for on online on the forums. Yeah, and he's a good friend of mine. I've been him and I have become have chat uh, all the time. Yeah. and I I texted it to him and said, dude, I never. I'm rewatching this for a podcast. I never noticed Prime's chest like stretches back and forth when he walks, and mm. he texts me back and goes, "I noticed that too. It's very distracting once you know once you see it." <laughs> yeah, sorry to anyone who hasn't seen it. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's whatever. I mean, but yeah, it's uh, 
the sh- the show when I I went uh, after I finished it, I thought it was all right, and that's kind of yep. all I felt with it. I wasn't blown away by it. Okay. Uh, and that's not to say it's bad. It's I'm not saying that, and I'm not saying that I'm being overcritical of it, like like thinking uh, it's not the best thing I've ever seen. It's yeah. or just being a Transformers fan that goes it's awesome or I hated it. I yeah. thought it was all right, and hmm. I thought the first episode was kind of slow. And then it started picking up a lot of momentum. Like the first yeah. episode felt kind of long to me. And then the rest of yeah. them were very fast paced. Well, in the first one, it didn't feel like a whole lot really happened. Oh, uh, Cause yeah. I don't know that I really got into it until now that you say that maybe third episode. Yep. Uh, Cause like the third episode ends really well. And then, Oh man. And I remember the, uh, the, the end of the fourth episode, I even sent you a text. Yes. Uh, yep. And all I said was, "Holy shit!" End of the fourth episode. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, like, like that said, was oh good. Oh gosh, Bumblebee uh, and Alpha Trion, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, uh, no, it was good. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting show. Uh, they, it's an it's an entirely new cast. Like they didn't get any of the original voice actors, which oh really has That's caused surprising. some controversy. Okay, well, never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, I mean. <laughs> The voice of Optimus Prime is not the original Peter Collin. It's okay. actually, uh, I believe his name is Jake Fushi, who he's been oh, voicing Optimus Prime for a couple cartoons now since 2018. Yeah. And it's he's got a really good voice. Or something? What'd you say? Was that the YouTuber that did some unboxings as an Optimus in Optimus's voice? No, that's John Bailey. Oh, okay. No, J- uh, Jake Fushi is, uh, he's he's a kid. He's He's like oh, 22. Wow. And okay. he did a video. I sent it to you guys, but everyone told me they didn't watch it of his YouTube channel where he's just doing voice imitations. Oh, and, I'll have to watch it now. Oh, I, I mean, I remember. Yeah, you sent me a. a yeah, yeah, and he imitated Optimus Prime from the live action movies, and he was 13. Like his, he even showed up on Ellen and okay. did in like a trailer voice for her. But when he was like 14 years old, his, he said yeah. when he once he hit 30, his voice just dumped and. Yeah. That's the chocolate rain guy. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And he did a lot of like uh, imitations on his YouTube channel when he was a huh. kid, and he got picked up for doing that. And huh. people were impressed with his Optimus Prime, so he did that. Yeah. It does have some alumni from previous cartoons, like the voice of yeah. Megatron. Mm-hmm. He did Megatron in the last uh, online series by Machinima, the uh, Prime Wars trilogy. Same with Starscream, and. I like the voice of Megatron a lot in it. And this actor, he's another, he's a voice actor, but he's, uh, he's kind of, uh, mostly for like web series and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I have seen the, I, I got told that he has an amazing Mark Hamill Joker and I looked it up and it is very spot on, but yeah, that, well, that makes sense. I feel like the Joker and Starstream are similar enough sounding. Yes. Sorry. And- yeah. Starstream. And the thing about it was, is I I didn't know this till about a week or two ago, but mm-hmm. Peter Collin and Frank Welker, the original voices Optimus and Megatrons, they were at a convention in like February or March. Oh wow! And they got asked about the show. Mm-hmm. And they didn't know about it. No, they were <laughs> extremely upset with it. Oh. Uh, Frank Welker is someone who has been around for sixty years. At 50, 60 years, he's the voice of Scooby-Doo and Freddy from mm. uh, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. He uh, has been the voice of Dr. Claw 
Okay. Inspector mm-hmm. Gadget. He's a like Frank Welker has been in everything. He's the original sound wave from Transformers, mm-hmm. and his personal view of not being in the show was he felt insulted because he believes that if the original actor is still alive and working, they should yeah. they should they should do the show. They should do that voice. Yeah, and I get that. Mm-hmm. One second. I mean, it, assuming that they're not asking, like, that there's not some weird contract issue or that they weren't, like, you know, cussing out a producer, it makes sense to hire them. Yes. Well, then, well, Peter Cullen brought up the other thing. Peter Cullen said that Rooster Teeth decided to go with non-union voice actors for this series. Oh, okay. And he was very offended by that because... Yeah, no, no. He said that we're in this union. This is people's livelihoods. And when you go against union, that affects us. Yes and no. Yes and no. You don't have to go to a union. Uh, There are also different unions. I know the voice of Optimus Primal from Beast Wars, uh, Gary Chalk, he also was chimed in. And he was very critical of the voice acting in it. I don't care what uh, Gary Chalk thinks, though, because (laughs) Gary Chalk has one voice. He is he is Canadian Steve Bloom. Okay. And so I'm not really that bothered by what he says because he just does his own voice and that's it. So, uh, yeah, I, I didn't know that until late, like a week after the show came out, that they were very vocally disappointed in not being approached and the fact they didn't go with unions. Yeah. So I, I, I can see both arguments. You don't have to go to unions for it, but it is yeah. cheaper. So for sure, I see both of their arguments, but I also do see the other things about it because Frank Welker wasn't Megatron for 20 years. It was mm. other actors. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, Peter Collins, Optimus Prime, he's older, but he still sounds the same. Frank mm. Welker's Megatron does not sound the same. Frank mm. Welker is in his late 70s. Okay. And he still can do a wonderful Freddy and Scooby-Doo. His Megatron is a bit rough. Yeah. And he, he does play Megatron, though. Like, he has played him in video games, and he was Megatron for, uh, I think, about six years to, uh, from, like, 2010 to 2016 or something like that in the other cartoons. Mm-hmm. Like, they brought him back, but his voice, he wasn't doing the same voice. But mm. he, they, yeah, they had that. I thought the voice acting in the show was pretty good. I didn't have problems with it. I had yeah. a couple problems with choices for voices, mm. but I didn't have problems with the execution. Like uh, Shockwave, who's my favorite character. Uh-huh. His voice was his voice was less sounding like a Shockwave and more sounding like a Cobra Commander in the show. Like he was. Uh, what the does purple. he normally sound like? Yeah. Uh, David Warner, like, uh, Corey Burton, the original voice actor based it off of Dave, uh, David Warner's portrayal of Sark from Tron. Okay. So it's very emotionless and British. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it's always kind of thrown me off that. Interesting. That, yeah. Yeah. And, and Shockwave has kind of a, like a, a snake voice in this. It's a raspy, raspy voice. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, he definitely sounds like he's trying to be evil as opposed to emotionless. That's interesting. Yes, and they went with a scientist background for him, which has kind of become his uh, his status quo anymore with modern interpretations. Like Shockwave was in the original cartoon, Mm -hmm. the Butler, 
Interesting. He, yeah, he was the guy who stayed on their planet when they left. Like the one of the oh, okay. was the guy in the first episode that Megatron said stay here. And so he never was a big character in the original cartoon. He would have some episodes yeah, about him, but yeah. he wasn't an he wasn't a main character. He would have little guest spots. And mm-hmm. in the comics, he's very different. He was a military tactician and he did come to Earth. And the first thing he did when he showed up in the comics, like the first handful of issues of the original Transformer comics, mm-hmm. he showed up. He defeated all the Autobots. He ripped Optimus Prime's head off. And then he turned to Megatron and just beat the shit out of Megatron and took leadership. And for two years of the original 80s comics, it was Megatron and Shockwave uh, fighting for leadership. Hmm. Yes. So very different portrayals. And then it was like the 2000s. Yeah, it was the 2000 comics that introduced a scientific background to him where (laughs) he – uh, was their uh, their mad their evil scientist, and yeah. so modern versions of him have him being this kind of uh, evil Spock in so many ways. Like he is yeah. he is Spock with uh, um, but with no conscience. Yeah, and so, that, it, like in this show, that's kind of the feeling that he has is just he he, he literally yeah he, he acts as if he has no conscience. Like because whenever they bring something up, he's just like, well, I have this. Yes. side test i've been working on and, it's just and like, you've been working on this already yes, like, and i i love the idea that megatron actually had um like parameters of what he was allowed to do like mega yeah. like get the idea that megatron put like 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 um mechanical and tech electronic blocks in his mind yeah. that would stop him from ever going too far i liked that idea yeah and yeah but i i do wish he had more of a portrayal in the series because he is mm-hmm. only in a couple episodes and he's more or less yeah. a background character so yeah. i like that uh i liked Soundwave in the show mm-hmm. uh i wasn't fond of starscream but that's i've never okay. liked starscream i didn't he's... like the voice i was okay. really up by his voice everyone's trying to do a chris lada cobra commander voice yeah the original because they pretty much anybody who plays Starscream ends up playing Cobra Commander because it's the same <laughs> voice. Yeah. It's Chris Lotta from the 80s. Uh-huh. And so this was a little too high pitchy, kind of kitty sounding, mm-hmm. but I really did enjoy most of the cast. I really liked Jetfire. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked Ratchet in the series. I really liked Ratchet was Bumblebee. Cool. Yeah, I didn't mind Bumblebee. Bumblebee is always like really confusing to me. Um, which is kind of get, gets into my questions that I have for maybe the, that part of what we're going to okay, talk. Well, well, I guess the best thing I can say is, um, I can go into a couple more Easter eggs and little nods. Yeah, sure. Um, I do, uh, I don't want to go into too much depth of certain things for it right now, mm-hmm. but I will say I recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone's listening that wants to watch it, uh, we may get into some spoilers with some questions. So what I can say is right now, I do recommend watching it. It is a fun series. It's short. Um, it's I'm, I'm going to say this because I say this with a lot of things, but and it's it's just kind of the way I I do my my barometer of how I view things. It's harmless. You know, it's, hmm. it's it's two hours to kill and that's it. So I do recommend the series. It's fun, you know, hmm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's it. 
Yeah, and I was able to fit it in pretty easily, uh, you know, just for 20 minutes uh, at a time. Um, I think I had it on in the background when I was, like, doing some work at one point, and otherwise I kind of – I think I had it on when I was drawing, I guess. Um, and there was a couple of times where I actually – like, a, I think a, at least a couple episodes where I was able to sit and actually watch it. But most of the time, actually, whenever I was trying to, to multitask, I ended up stopping whatever it was I was doing to watch the show. So. Right. Uh, so no, I enjoyed it a lot, especially just having very limited background on Transformers. Um, yeah, it's an easy was there watch. Anything... It's an easy watch yeah. for people who who don't have too much experience in. And oh, for sure. I think it's a fun watch for fans, but it's polarizing to the fans. But then again, the fan, the Transformer fandom, like most big fandoms, is very polarizing and divisive so i yeah. try and just focus on my opinion or friends opinions of it and that's it because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that just thinks it was thinks it was hot garbage and fine whatever i'm pretty sure you went into it not wanting to watch it anyway yeah and that's interesting and too bad um did you have anything else you want to say uh, I'm trying to think of highlights of it, but I can go into that by the end. But no, that's yeah. that's pretty much what I say. I recommend watching it. It's six episodes. I'm hoping that the sequel, Earthrise, might be a little longer, maybe eight to ten episodes. But yeah. we'll see how that goes. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I mean, so then that, that kind of actually slides into my questions. Uh, okay. Is this an actual prequel to, like, the original cartoon? No. Okay, so... Then what? Just from us talking about Transformers and and whatnot over however long we've been friends talking about Transformers, uh, it seems to me that they just kind of reboot Transformers fairly often, um, or at least like there just seems to be multiple versions of the show or of like the storyline, whether it be a show or a comic or just the toys having a weird backstory. Um, so like I mean is that an accurate thing that like it's almost as if there's just like these parallel universes with the same if not similar characters playing similar roles just depending on the story I mean which do we kind of want to know how many reboots for Transformers there's been if you know the number off your head yeah more than a dozen okay so it, so it seems to just be like a thing that like Transformers fans are just used to like oh there's just another reboot coming yes uh, every okay. few years. Okay, and honestly, I think I find that very fascinating. Like, it feels like, which I feel like there's, and I'm not really into these shows, but from what I understand, that's kind of what like, is that what American uh, American Horror Story is that what it's called? Yes. Uh, that's kind of like what that show is, and there's another, kind of. and there's another sh- like a cop drama I think that was similar, where like each season it's just like a different thing going on, and like I like the idea that it's all the same characters without like the same backstory just rehashing out something in a similar way yeah because like this war for cybertron like that's what every story for the transformers always seems to be revolving around and And yes and that's a big pro that's a big problem in my opinion because they're not doing anything new anymore they're just redoing the original over and over again and right uh, like the original g1 universe that started like g1 portion like there's been different sections of it different continuities right but Generation one lasted from 1984 to 2000, 2001. Oh, dang. So they didn't start all these reboots until recently, like last 20 years. Okay. Transformers Armada was the actual first legitimate reboot. And oh, really? 
Yes, uh, huh. which came out in 2002. Yeah, and I remember that. So Transformers Generation 1, the original cartoon, the mm-hmm. Japanese trilogy, which was Headmasters, Godmaster Force, Victory, and its little little thing zone. Okay. Uh, Generation 2, Beast Wars, Beast Machines, and technically the small little show Robots in Disguise, they are all part of the G1 section. Okay, okay. And then uh, Transformers Armada came out, which was the Unicron trilogy, which Mm -hmm. was Armada, Energon, Cybertron, which was the 2000s. And then so that was the first real actual reboot that brought Transformers into being household name again because it wasn't that big. And then it followed with the live action movies Mm -hmm. um, animated, which was one which is my favorite uh, cartoon. Mm -hmm. And then. We have the aligned continuity, which is Transformers Prime, Robots in Disguise, Rescue Bots, and hmm. yeah, like it, it's it, the, the series can be broke, like the franchise can be broken up into different sections. Now, okay. War for Cybertron, that isn't new per se. It's not a new section. It's not a new spin out. It is Generation One. It's just a new continuity of Generation One. Okay, so they're basically telling the Generation One story. But like just different aspects of it. Yes. Yeah. A different or, continuity of it, a different okay. point, uh, point of views and things like that. But yeah, it is very much generation one. Okay. And so this series kind of delves into what a lot of people have always wanted to see, which is before earth with the yeah. war and things like that. that so, so they haven't done that before. Like they've this done is the it a little bit here and there, but okay. not a lot. There were a couple That's episodes surprising. of the original cartoon, and then yeah. there was the video games that came out ten years ago. War for Cyber, the original War for Cybertron. That was actually one of the games, mm-hmm. and its sequel, Fall of Cybertron. Wow. Yeah, which was before, like Fall of Cybertron ends with the Ark leaving the planet, leaving Cybertron. Oh wow! Okay. Hmm. Yes. Um, so it's not a new concept, but yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I didn't new, think it... it's new ideas in the same concept. Yeah. And I, I mean, I find that interesting, but I, I, you know, I can see 12 reboots getting old for sure. Um, and I don't know that, you know, that's coming from somebody who hasn't taken the time to watch all of the reboots. And so I think I just find it fascinating and interesting and mostly just because like this is better graphics than what we had in the 80s and like watching an old 80s cartoon is not great in my opinion no and even the original cartoon <laughs> i argue that it still holds up the first couple seasons and then they yeah. switched companies and it kind of fell apart yeah. but i'm honestly trying to think of other franchises that have done this like transformers has um gi joe sure. has attempted a lot of times but gi joe is yes ninja turtles there's the co- yeah there's the original ninja turtles there's the cartoon there is the 2003 cartoon series. There's the mm-hmm. 2012 one, and then there's the cur- the movies. Uh, there's the new movies, and then there's the current cartoon going on. So yeah, Ninja Turtles has had a lot of reboots. Yeah. So has um, gosh, I'm trying to think. Uh, He Man's had a couple too, but not as many. Uh, yeah. Well, it's just not as popular. No. Um. I'm really trying to think there, there are a lot that yeah. have done this. It's not a new thing. If you follow like cartoons and stuff like that, I guess that's For what sure. I should say, but um, to not know too much about it. Yeah. It is kind of a crazy concept that they do just constantly yeah. redo it. Uh, that is a criticism I have. I mm-hmm. 
very, very much would like a new Transformers cartoon that doesn't have auto. That's like Beast Wars. It doesn't have Autobots and Decepticons. It doesn't have Optimus Prime. It doesn't have Megatron. Yeah. I would very much be welcoming going in a brand new direction, a full 180 and introducing new characters, new factions. Uh, That said, I am very much someone who said that on message boards and stuff, and I am very much the minority in that thoughts. That is weird. I know. I I mean, I feel like that would be the way to bring in new people to watch the show. Because, like, if honestly, you know, if I've not – for me, I've not been that interested in it, but I know the story well enough that, like, I'm not that interested in watching a new rehashing of the same story that I do kind of know. And so, you know, if they did have a show that was completely different about completely different things, I would be way more interested in that as a casual Transformer fan. It's kind of the argument with like Picard, like that that show went in a completely different direction than what Star Trek usually is. Yep. And a lot of people loved it. And a lot of the diehard Trekkies hated it. Yeah, but I mean, I don't care. I'm not them. I, I don't care either. I really don't. I, <laughs> yeah. I really don't. But yeah, with uh, with this, yeah, it's very interesting because with the thing was, like, the toy line that was Siege, the goal with that was pre-Earth-looking Transformers, mm-hmm. but the, the goal was to capture their original cartoon appearances, hence mm-hmm. why Megatron looks like a gun. In his robot mode. Hence why Starscream looks mm. like uh, an Earth jet in his robot mode. Why yeah. Optimus looks like a semi-truck. Yeah. Like, the goal was to capture the first episode of the original cartoon mm-hmm. before they left. And they just had their their Earth mode looking bodies because they didn't yeah. redesign them all before for a, ten minute, a five to ten minute section in the cartoon. Mm-hmm. So... They tried to capture that look. I think they did a pretty good job. I mean, I bought all the figures. I have the entire Siege toy line. Mm-hmm. I even have all the exclusives, too. <laughs> and fun fact, fun fact about the Jetfire toy. Yeah. His Autobot symbol flips around for a Decepticon symbol. Oh, no. Yeah, I, was, uh, I thought that was interesting that they never gave him. Did they ever give him an Autobot symbol? He, he wore the no, Decepticon he ends the show it. joining the Autobots, but he didn't switch symbols. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it took. I don't know that the Autobots, until like maybe the last episode or two, really accepted him as even a helper. Um, Very much. Very much so, yeah. Which I, I enjoyed that about the show. Like, just like how the, the dynamic between the characters is, is, is amazing. It's just great. Um, it was a highlight in the show, and yeah, that's actually sure. kind of neat. Like, this came, the figure Jetfire came out way before the show did. That's mm-hmm. a thing with Jetfire where he starts as a Decepticon and becomes a good guy. In mm-hmm. his first episode, fire in the sky back in 84 mm-hmm. he was a neutral that was close friends and partners with starscream okay. went to earth before the war hmm. uh got buried in ice and then in the cartoon when they're at earth and stuff they find him the decepticons find mm-hmm. him and they convince him to join them and by the okay. episode final episode by the end of the episode he joins the autobots yeah so interesting. Yeah, th- that's a little thing. Uh, I liked Jetfire's dynamic of seeing him as a bad guy and mm-hmm. with like that eventually switches. It's very Beast Wars Dino Body. Uh, another character that yeah. did the same thing was Impactor. Mm-hmm. And I like that. That's a neat little Easter egg, to, or not an Easter egg, I guess I should say it's not. Uh, that's a theme line with the toy line. Mm-hmm. Uh, the negative relationship between Mirage in the cartoon and Impactor. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, they did a fan vote to pick two characters that will be duking it out and get toys. The deci- the 
uh, the votes were tra- uh, the the nominees were Trax and Needlenose, who are brothers. One's mm-hmm. an Autobot, one's a Decepticon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wheeljack versus Spinister, who did eventually to both get toys and mm-hmm. were in the series. Mm-hmm. And Mirage versus Impactor. And <laughs> Mirage and Impactor won. Yeah, Mirage and Impactor both got toys, and they got an exclusive Amazon pack of Impactor as a Decepticon and uh, Mirage as an Autobot. So they very much took a lot of the little things that were part of the toy line and incorporated them into the series. That's cool. I like that a lot, yeah. Interesting Um, to see Impactor as a Decepticon, though, because Impactor is an Autobot. Weird. Yes, a comic book character, too, created for the U.K. comics in the 80s. He was leader huh. of the Wreckers, which yeah. was the special ops uh, kill squad the Autobots used when they didn't have any other resor- uh, um, choice. They're the X-Force, them. essentially, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what they were. They were uh, The Wreckers or X-Force before X-Force. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I, I have one other question, which I guess we have like 15-ish minutes to still talk. But That's fine. Um, what is the deal with bumblebee and where did uh hot rod go hot rod well bumblebee is the original hot rod bumblebee is the original okay no Bumblebee's okay. the original hot rod bumblebee is the original uh young young autobot uh to relate with okay so i thought so i mean hot rod's just gone right no he's not gone he's he's still around he was in um he was one of the main characters in the last cartoon cyberverse Okay, but but like he's not in any of the movies because like they. No, he was. He was in one of the movies. He was. Yes, he was in the last movie. The last. Uh, he was not in the Bumblebee movie, but he was in the previous one, The Last Night. Oh, he had a I didn't French accent, watching. and he was voiced by Bishop from X Men: Days of Future Past. Okay. Um, and he didn't look like Hot Rod. He was a black Ferrari or uh, Lamborghini. Oh, weird. So okay, you're, so you're telling me that Bumblebee wasn't originally uh, a, a Volkswagen Beetle. No, Bumblebee was. Okay, but he was supposed to be like the cool car that people bonded with. Uh, the he kids. was the Autobot that bonded with people with humans. Okay. He yeah, was a but kid like. Character. Okay, yes, I, and I'll agree with that. But Hot Rod was like the the cool sports car that was yeah. like annoying, and because Hot Rod was the one he got that uh, is it called the it used to be called the Matrix, but that's yep. basically the AltSpark. No, no, it's do it's different. Okay, so but wasn't it hot rod that like the, he grabbed the matrix and it was supposed to go to somebody else uh it's it's, it's one way to interpret it i mean hot rod was is the chosen one he became he becomes right. leader of the autobots right. okay. and and that's but, but he's been replaced by bumblebee yeah kind in, of. In siege here because bumblebee is the one that like out of nowhere gets chosen to be the leader or he's not really a leader he, i mean he becomes a leader to like he doesn't he replace. Chose, well, I, he gets chosen by the uh, the Alpha Trion protocol, but yeah. I think. Um, but I, I think that that just made me feel like he is a hundred percent replacing Hot Rod in that sense. Kind of, sort of, not really though. I just don't think they. Ha- well, the reason Bumblebee's in the show is because it's Bumblebee, and the reason Hot Rod's not in the series is because Hot Rod doesn't have a toy. Oh really? <laughs> he doesn't have a toy yet. He hasn't okay. gotten a new toy. Uh, he hasn't gotten a new toy in a couple of years. Uh, there's rumors of one coming though, but okay. Yeah, I mean Bumblebee's in there because he had a movie, yeah. and Bumblebee has finally taken back his spot of being 
you know, the most iconic transform, one of the most iconic transformers again. He didn't have that title for over 20 years. So who is the most iconic? It's always kind of an Optimus Prime or Megatron, but Bumblebee, Bumblebee kind of got replaced by Cheetor and Beast Wars. And then, yep. And then after Beast Wars was the was Armada. And that was the character of Hotshot. Who's Hotshot? He's a yellow car. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, Bumblebee didn't make his comeback until 2006 with a new a new toy of Bumblebee, yeah. and then the movies. They put him in the movies. Yeah. Well, and I guess when the movies came out, I felt like they replaced Hot Rod with Bumblebee, which I know that they were like they. Well, okay, I felt like they combined Bumblebee and Hot Rod for the movies because they made Bumblebee into a Hot Rod because he was a. Was he a they char- couldn't. They couldn't do a Volkswagen Beetle. Well, yeah, they didn't have the right. They couldn't get the rights or something. But Volkswagen was very anti-Transformers for a very long time. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I just, I just I was surprised when that first movie came out, the Michael Bay one, because uh, Bumblebee was like a was a sports car. Yeah, and, Hot, Rod, and Hot Rod just wasn't in it. And Hot it Rod was wasn't in it, but then a lot of people characters weren't in it. Um, I think yeah, Hot Shot was originally planned to be in the movie, but they changed it to Bumblebee. Like before it was before it was even started shooting. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, I think Hot Shot was in the script, but I really can't remember. But I know uh, Hot Shot was also supposed to be in the animated cartoon uh-huh. from two in 2007, but was changed to Bumblebee because Bumblebee was in the movie. So like Bumblebee yeah. got like sidelined completely after Generation One, and yeah. uh, he finally made his comeback, and now fans are always complaining that Hot Rod, that Bumblebee's always on the shelf. Yeah, well, I mean, he's definitely become like the spokesperson for Transformers. I, I agree with that. He became and, leader of the Autobots eventually, and I don't that i that seems weird to me it was weird he, but yeah but they put yeah but they did a great job with it in the comics where he does become leader and okay. he fails miserably oh okay yeah he fails <laughs> completely and uh um he was he became leader of his own team in one of the cartoons okay and then the first season of the cyberverse cartoon that started a couple years ago he was the main character of it mm-hmm yeah, he landed on Earth with no memories and couldn't speak like the so, movie. the Bumblebee and movie. Okay. It kind of, yeah. And uh, yeah, there were a lot of parallels with that. And then the season progresses where he gets his memories back. Mm-hmm. And for the second season, he does kind of become just a, a background character. He doesn't have mm-hmm. a lot of episodes about him. And then he becomes more prominent uh, in the third season of it. But yeah, Bumblebee is, I guess I can see from your perspective that he could very much be the Hot Rod character. Um, but for me, he is just Bumblebee. He's yeah. back to being Bumblebee, and he's very different in this series because he's not an Autobot in this series. He's very much yeah. a neutral who doesn't want to be part of anything. Yeah, which it's funny too because, like you said, the the war has been going on for millions of years. Yeah, so uh, in my opinion, but which it is that's a it really is. big number for a war. Like I feel well, like that planet should look worse than it did. Which I I was already surprised. Bad. Yeah, I mean I was surprised by how horrible things were on Cybertron. I wasn't expecting that. Um, but then at the same time, it seemed really strange. Like if a war has been going on that long, that there would still be like neutral people in general, um, or most even the, most fictions have shown that most neutrals left. Yeah, like that would make sense. Or I mean, that, it was even confusing to me that there would be like these weird um, 
whoever that was, I don't remember. Like they went to to that guy who was like I think the Soundwave clone. Soundblast. Yeah, and yeah, like the fact that that guy would scared. even exist seems weird to me. Like on a planet that's been at war for that long, like who is his clientele? Like that doesn't make any sense. Bumblebee. <laughs> yeah. Bumblebee and a shit ton of generic repaints. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's that's an interesting idea. So the I, I've always had problems with the war, their war going on for millions of years. I always yeah. have because that's stupid. Right. However. There was an exchange in the comics that described why their war has gone on for so long. Mm -hmm. Uh, They do talk about how there would be centuries to millennia of no one shooting a gun because they were preparing for big battles that would literally last a day. Hmm. And then they would go back into preparing for more battles that could la- that would prepare for thousands of years. Like they do make a comment saying we would prepare 10,000 hmm. years for one battle that would be over in an hour. That's interesting, I guess. Yeah. Huh. yeah. And so, yeah, it has always been kind of dumb to make it go on that long. Yeah. But, yeah, there have been attempts to try and explain why they would go on that long, which is, yeah, they would – they, no gun would be fired for so long and then there would just be these ginormous battles that would happen or the battles would go on for so much that they would all be left pretty beat up and they couldn't mm-hmm. do anything for centuries yeah that kind of makes sense i suppose have you ever seen uh i don't know how into red dwarf you were but there's like an episode where they get to a planet that's completely like wax wax sculptures of, of other people uh-uh so that's what this reminds me of for some reason like it's just this like planet that's in perpetual war and mm-hmm. it's like this forgotten like theme park where there's like these robotic wax people and so like mm-hmm. they meet like einstein and uh just all these famous people from time and, yeah. and like and then the red dwarf crew gets captured by hitler uh i think it's been a while sorry for anyone who feels like correcting me but um and then they're in prison and they look out the window and the main character Lister is just like, I just saw something that nobody should ever have to see. What was it? They just hung poo. Like, so they hung Winnie the Pooh. But, uh, oh. uh, but like this, that show, that episode is kind of funny. There's a Star Trek episode about this too, where like they're on a planet with, uh, it's in DS nine. There's this planet where like, there's these weird like nanobots that like everyone has. Uh, so like nobody can die. And so oh. at, at the end of every day, anyone who's dead, they get revived by these nanobots and then they just mm-hmm. kind of like walk back to their headquarters. And then the next day they just have another big battle and everyone dies. And then they all just get brought back to life. And then the next day they have another battle. Yeah. And it's just like and it just kind of like feels like that, which I've always thought was, in, I don't know, well, like a boring storyline <laughs> that that's also kind of what they do touch on a little bit in other media, mm-hmm. too, that these things are kind of impossible to kill. Yeah. And so well, their war just goes on. But also one of the things about it is time is kind of like for them, uh, a century could is like is like a day for them. It can feel yeah. like I mean, time is kind and, of meaningless for something that's. That yeah. So their war goes on for so long, mostly because, you know, time just it goes so quick for them because yeah. they're not they're not like us. And the way I've always kind of compared it to is look at the lifespan of an ant. Look at the lifespan of a fly. Yeah. Like ants, I think, live for like seven to ten days, similar to flies. For mm. us, that's that's a week. For yeah. them, that's a lifetime. Yeah, for sure. So in many ways, 
like uh, for us, we're ants to them or insects that don't have a long lifespan. But for them, like Transformers live for millions and millions of years. Like, and, yeah. you know, time doesn't mean anything to them. So, yeah, their war goes on for four million years. But for them, it's it is long. But it's also one of those things where it just doesn't seem long for them. So, yeah, there are sure. a lot of fun little Easter eggs in this show, though. OK, like uh, uh, Alita one. Saying yep. that, uh, staying behind when they're leaving. Yeah. Uh, that's from the original cartoon. Her and her squad of female Autobots stayed behind when the Ark was launching. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. That, cause I don't know that I really remembered any lady Autobots except for maybe one, uh, in the old cartoon. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so I thought it was interesting like that there's a bunch or well, at least four, it seemed like three or four. Yeah, I actually got female, confused. female Transformers are a very kind of touchy subject. <laughs> okay. It's gotten some problems with some people. Like one of the main like people who's always written Transformers for over 33 years, mm-hmm. he doesn't like including them because he doesn't understand why gender would exist. In it, all honesty, it doesn't make sense. No. Um, Which uh, The first did, movie was supposed to have – a first live-action movie was supposed to have RC. Same problem. They couldn't understand why they would justify putting gender in a robot. And then by the next movies, they just said, screw it. Who cares? Which, honestly, in my opinion, that's probably the best thing you can do. Who cares? Yeah. Well, right. Um, do they ever cover, like, how Transformers are made? There's different methods. Okay. But, like, they do have souls. They have sparks, for- yeah, which is their soul. Okay. They come out of the ground. It's weird. I don't want. Okay. I don't really want to they, okay. they come out of the ground. It's really stupid. Some things. Sometimes they're built. They're built and they revolt against their builders. Uh-huh. Um, the most common one and uh, most accepted one nowadays that is their practice is the all spark gives them life and they just kind of come out of the ground. Okay, which kind of dumb. Yeah, that makes sense. Then in the scene where they get the all spark in this show, which I don't know if we want to spoil that or not, but. Um, interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Alita's in it and mm-hmm. one of her original, uh, friends, uh, Chrom- Chromia's in it. Mm-hmm. And I so like they, those characters though. I, I was glad they were I there. Too. I just I thought it was interesting because I wasn't used to it. Yeah. I look forward to her character, her toy coming out in October yeah. and, uh, the, uh, oh, the opening scene of Bumblebee and Wheeljack looking for Energon. Mm-hmm. That is how the original 84 cartoon opened with Bumblebee oh, really? and Bill Jack looking for Energon. That's awesome. Yep. That was a nice little nod. Like I said, Mirage and Impactor, uh, their relationship uh, in it is mm-hmm. a nice little thing that they threw in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually really liked Sound Blaster in it, mainly because Sound Blaster has never been his own character. Sound Blaster is a black sound wave who mm-hmm. comes back after Soundwave dies. So to separate them as two different characters, I was kind of welcoming. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting character. I'd never heard of him, I guess. Uh, I, I thought it was funny just the concept of having like a clone essentially. Because yep. Yep. it 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 almost seemed like it was like a tongue in cheek remark about just how the toys kind of get just like remade and repainted for no reason. There's that, and then there's also Shockwave does have a history of creating clones of people. Oh, okay. The the name drop of saying that he doesn't like it uh, when you say he looks like Soundwave because he's a failed clone from Shockwave. Yeah. That was, I liked that. Mm-hmm. 
I'm trying to look and see what else. Uh, yeah, there, a lot of the original characters are all in it. Uh, one criticism I very much have with the show, uh, I, I hope they don't do this for the next one, the constant reuse of character models for background characters. That was annoying. Mm-hmm. That was very, very annoying that uh, the character of Cog for the Autobots – he, mm-hmm. And sideswiping them, they are just the background recolors for army <laughs> building. Uh, for the Decepticons, it is uh, the reflector camera guys and Starscream's character model Seekers. Like the entire oh, army man. is them. And all the I Seekers are just annoying. the same guy. I couldn't like. It's just like, why are they all the same jet? Like those. It, like, it was very annoying. Like Seeker. Yeah. Like there's always been the core three, well six with the Coneheads, but with Starscream, Thundercracker, Skywarp. And yeah. the background of the original cartoon used to just put that character model all over the place to just build armies. Mm-hmm. This kind of took that concept and just beat it to the ground. And I was very kind of annoyed with that. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking and going, okay, you have all these repaint, these recolored character models. Some characters got toys though. So how about you use those characters in the background? Mm-hmm. But I liked, I liked those concepts. One thing that I noticed watching this show, and it was kind of obvious in a lot of scenes, mm-hmm. painted backgrounds. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I know that I a, lot of, a lot of the backgrounds were just painted backgrounds, flat painted backgrounds, and that was kind of annoying to me. Interesting, yeah. Okay. But I don't know. Highlights for me, I really love seeing Impactor because I've, he's never been in a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um Spinister being in it made me really happy. Uh, Spinister was a Decepticon. He was the purple and teal jet. Or not jet, a helicopter. Okay. Um, he he showed up. I had him as a kid. I have his toy, uh, his new toy from Siege. I really, really was happy to see him because he's never been in a cartoon either. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But, yeah, it was kind of cool. Um I yeah, I don't really know what else to say about it. There was a lot of fun yeah. little little nods and Easter eggs. The arc flying off, mm-hmm. uh, like it, it is a reused plot though. Chucking the AllSpark into a space bridge and getting sent all over. That's that's the live action movies built uh, first movie. That's the Cyberverse cartoon. That's mm-hmm. Prime. It's not an original idea. So. I'm really looking forward to seeing what Earthrise does because the toy line has thrown in a lot of weird curveballs, more mercenaries other than Sound Blaster. Like mm-hmm. I, think, I think Earthrise is releasing like three or four mercenaries, mm-hmm. huh. and the creators of the Transformers are getting toys in Earthrise, so they'll be showing up in it. So it's cool. Oh, cool. Yep, the Quinnasons, the five yeah. Fakes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're getting a toy that's supposed to be out next month, I think. Cool. So, yeah, all in all, um, I really loved seeing Cog in action. Cog's also never been in a cartoon, so it was kind of neat. And his function where he transforms into guns that attach to other characters, that's what the mm-hmm. toy does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got me to take my toys off the shelf and start putting them all over my <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. Seeing Omega that's Supreme good. at the end was pretty nice, too, though I wish he did more. Yeah, that was... That was an interest. I was waiting for that to happen because it was clear that that was going to happen. Because uh, when they went to the to go, what 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 is he called? What type of transformer is he? Omega. Uh, Guardian. The Guardians. Yeah, they went to the Guardians, and like when then when uh, Optimus leaves, you can kind of just see like the shadow. You see of, a silhouette, kind of a shadow of Omega yeah. in the background, and I'm going, oh yeah, Omega's coming. That's gonna yeah. Be cool. 
And then the way he shows up is really weird. Like he just hops out of the ground. Yeah. It's just like, what? (laughs) There were a couple of those. There were a couple animations that kind of seemed like they were missing some frames or scenes. Omega, his arm shoots out. And then he's half out of this building. Well, how uh, did he even get there? Like, did he yep, burrow? I had that problem when Optimus at the end was dangling off a cliff. Uh-huh. And the next thing you know, Megatron's standing right next to him. Yeah, like, Optimus had such a hard time getting up there. And, like, Megatron, would it, like, somebody throw him up there? Like, how did that happen? Yeah, I also would really like to see more transformations on screen. Because a lot of transformations yeah. were done off screen. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I, didn't, I don't know that I really recognize that i noticed that in a few spots but all in all i i really enjoyed the show um ultra magnus was a completely forgettable waste hence why he's never been mentioned ultra magnus he's the one that surrenders to megatron oh yeah okay um yeah he was a boring character i expected more out of him yep (laughs) Yep. He he was a huge guy though. Like I think that's another thing that kind of struck me, and and usually does about Transformers is just like the size differences between all these characters. Yeah, because like Impactor was so much bigger than Megatron. What right right yeah. Impactor? Uh, yeah, and, like oh uh, no, he was doing Jetfire was pretty big though. Jetfire, that's who it was. Yeah, like the the first few scenes, like when Jetfire is still a Decepticon, it's just like why don't you like why did you leave to go to the Autobots? Like, why didn't you just like destroy Megatron? <laughs> oh, Megatron's not easy to destroy though. Oh, they okay. didn't delve too much into his backstory. They talked about how he was a gladiator and he led a yeah. revol- revolution. Okay. Yeah. And I really did like that kind of stuff. And it, that's impactors background too. him and Megatron were friends, at, yeah. but impact chose to be an Autobot instead of a Decepticon. So okay. it was kind of nice to see that dynamic a little bit. Um, I wish they probably would have delved a little too, but I know there are people who are getting kind of fed up of the idea of Megatron being a revolutionarist who loses his way. I think it's good though. I, I, I hate cartoons that yeah. just have bad guys be evil. They, they did a good job. I felt like in this story too, because I've always just thought of Megatron as just being evil, but like, I, I like that, that they kind of gave him more of a heart. It seemed like, and like, he, he was, like he's really trying Lost have a peaceful revolu- resolution i mean yeah granted his peaceful resolution was enslaving people but still you know well yeah but like yeah when the the notion of reprogramming everyone came up he was very against it initially and yeah, he didn't, didn't want to do it he didn't seem to even want to do it until he was forced into it when yeah he, when magnus was like hey they're gonna go take it and then all of a sudden yeah. it's like you gotta go get this now and it yeah. kind of seemed that he kind of out of just reluctance had to tell shockwave let's do it but uh he didn't really want to do it so i liked that i liked Mm -hmm. very much the like the idea that they were like they very much discussed prime magnus and megatron were brothers in arms Mm -hmm. um a concept i (coughs) excuse me Concept I hate in comics that they've done this in the past. They don't do it too often. I hate the idea that Autobots and Decepticons are different races and that you can just. Yeah, that didn't make that doesn't that doesn't make sense. The comics did it, too. And it's stupid, like the original comics. And one of the original Marvel stories that they redid a few years ago when they wanted to continue it was the idea of reprogramming everyone into a Decepticon because genetically they are Decepticons. I hate that idea. I like the idea of. Pretty much, hmm. you know, if you want to join, you put a symbol on. It's not a, yeah. it's, it's nothing to do with genetics. I hate that idea that well, you're like, born 
to be that way. Do do they ever explain like how race is a thing? I mean, is, that just doesn't make sense with them. I know in the original cartoon, uh, the Quintessons created a worker class and a soldier class, and okay. eventually the soldier class became Decepticons and the worker class became Autobots. And I think hmm. that's kind of what they've tried to do is explain yeah. it that way. But I just think that's so stupid. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Never liked that idea, and I just wish they would stop trying to like bring that into a foreground because it's just a dumb idea. Yeah. But eh, yeah. Uh, all in all, fun show. I, I, yeah. I, like I said, I recommend it. It's not bad. For sure. It's got problems that I hope that they fix. Yeah, I mean, same thing with Picard. Like, that show has problems, but all in all, that was a great show, too. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you have more backstory or, like, understanding of Transformers, I suppose, than we both do of Star Trek, maybe. Yeah, I don't know anything about Star Trek in the long run. I should probably watch some Star Trek since I've got Netflix now because it's on there. Yeah. Um, it's on my list. I think I have I have it for like two more weeks. I'm not intending to renew it. I actually was going to cancel it tonight and just, you know, you know, bathe in the last two weeks, probably watch some documentaries and yeah. um, maybe try and catch this show again. Because that said, I enjoyed the show. I don't intend to rewatch it. One time was good enough for me. I did watch it yeah. like mostly a second time, but I wasn't paying too much attention. I don't need to con- I don't this isn't a series that I intend to constantly rewatch. But then again, I haven't rewatched the last Transformer cartoon or the one before that, and it's not because I'm losing interest in my, this love that I have. Yeah. I am 35, <laughs> 36 in a, in 4 weeks. Uh, I'm getting to that that age where I can't rewatch stuff anymore. Granted, I understand you and like Lee and Tom, you guys are married with families and kids. You guys don't really have the ability to binge watch stuff over again. Yeah. I kind of do, but I'm getting into that age that I just kind of kind of can't like like physically, emotionally, just can't do that stuff anymore. When I was younger. Yeah. I could do that relentlessly. Like, yeah. like the first half of the Marvel movies, I could rewatch those all the time. Mm-hmm. I think I've watched uh, Endgame maybe once or twice in the past year it came out. Mm-hmm. I've never rewatched the Spider-Man movies, mostly because I'm not a fan of them. I was going to say you didn't like them, yeah. I didn't really like them, but I've, I, I can't just sit down and rewatch the same movies anymore like I used to. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple shows that I can do that with, but... Yeah, even like a two-hour Netflix series, I just, man, I, I don't know. It's one of those things where I can fire it up and I just go, I, I don't care. It's kind of like that even yeah. with Star Wars now. We did a huge Star Wars podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no interest to rewatch Star Wars. Yeah, I definitely need I'm, to go back and watch the first or episodes one through three, but – I, yeah, I don't know. I have a hard time watching. I have a hard time rewatching anything though, just because like I usually I retain plots really well. Like I don't memorize lines or anything, but like if I know what is gonna happen, I have a hard time wanting to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, like I, I'm getting the same way now, where one time yeah. is pretty good enough anymore. Yeah, and I don't buy it, movies anymore. Like I legitimately I don't remember the last. Yeah, I don't remember. The, I think the last Blu-ray I bought was. <sighs> think it honestly might have been spider-man far from home hmm. that might have been the last current movie i watched that movie came out a year ago and yeah. uh granted we're in a 
yeah, uh, nothing's brought with out. films, but uh, yeah, the, I I've kind of had to ease up from buying movies. I did, oh, I bought Jane Silent Bob. We watched that together. That's right. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was probably the last one. There's been plenty of movies that have come out, but I just haven't bothered to pick them up. I see yeah. them and I go, I should grab that. I I just I just don't because I go, am I gonna rewatch this? Probably yeah. not. Yeah. Um, just to, to wrap things up, I suppose, uh, do you, do you know, we've mentioned like the Bumblebee movie and I'm kind of interested and you, you're the best person I think that would know is, do you know, do you know when a sequel for that's coming? It's been pretty hush hush. Ah, I know. I know. Such a good movie. I tried to I talk know about there is a sequel coming. Uh, yeah. there's also a beast wars movie coming out, but I don't think that's what? happening. Yeah. Uh, they're going to do a beast wars movie. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. But the Bumblebee movie is supposed to happen, and it sounds like it's going to be like a Lethal Weapon kind of movie. It's a buddy. It's going to be like a a buddy cop movie with Bumblebee and Optimus. Uh, all right. I mean, I'm fine with that. I guess. I kind of just. I, I'm fine with anything. Bumblebee was really good, though. I don't think it's going to be the same director. Travis Knight, I think, has really? gone back to animation. I think he it was his first live action uh, movie, and he did a wonderful job. So- Job, yeah. But I think he got burned out wanting to do live action. Like uh, Travis Knight's a really great director. He did mm-hmm. uh, Coraline and oh, okay. okay. And yeah, Bumblebee was his first big thing. And well, big thing is in live action. Yeah. And I remember after that, he very much said that he kind of wanted to go back into animation. Granted, Bumblebee came out almost two years ago. So yeah, it's been a while. Uh, they're taking their time, which is probably best because the the Michael Bay movies were two years apart for the longest time, and the quality was low. Like yeah. I don't think they're I don't think they're bad movies, but I certainly don't think they're good movies. No, they're not. The, the, well, I don't know. They're like high budget films that were clearly meant for children, but I don't think they were for some reason. Children. That's the problem. They were written for children. I don't I, think like, they were written for children. Fuck. There's uh, uh there there's there's Transformers turning people into skeletons in those movies, and I have huge problems with that. Yeah, but, okay, but like the writing, I guess, is like I don't because. Think- when you say the writing, Dexter, there's straight up a scene in, in one of these live action movies where a, uh, a grown ma- a, a 21 year old dude has to explain that it's legal for him to sleep with Mark Wahlberg's teenage daughter. Well, that's the later movies that don't exist, but oh, no, 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 that's uh, it's it's Bumblebee was targeted for a younger audience and Bumblebee. And they did was, a good job with that. Yeah. Yeah. The Michael Bay ones, though. There's dogs humping. There's Transformers pissing. Well, and that's why I say it's written for like a younger audience because like those are jokes for kids. Those are not jokes for adults. Like we don't. I don't need... know who those movies were for, but the problem I have. Yes. With <laughs> that's the problem. General, I guess the one thing to not not to say too much is I think those movies have good movies in them, but the problem is Michael Bay was also the editor of them. Yeah. He Michael... should have let an editor actually do the editing. But yeah. that dude was in wow. the editing room, and that's why there's like four sunsets in one scene. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah. Uh, at least, yeah. yeah okay. Uh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Watch, watch Siege. Watch Bumblebee. Don't watch the yeah. live action movies. They're, no. they're, they're. They're popcorn movies, but they're dumb. They're just stupid movies. Well, yeah. That said, tomorrow morning I'm going out with my mask on, and I'm going to go hunt down a movie figure. Which one? Overload, Final Constructicon to build my Devastator. It got sighted the other night, so I'm going to go out to Walmart, and I'm going to try and find one. It got sighted? 
Yeah, uh, there's Transformer sightings. That's what we grown adults who play with toys do. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Uh, all right, how about the Transformer though? The last time we did a podcast, I don't think I talked about him. About what? Uh, I don't think I talked about him. I don't think I did on the last podcast. I got no. my dead Optimus Prime. Oh, what's that mean? I sent a picture to you. It's an Optimus Prime that he's all gray because he's dead. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. So yeah, cool. he's all busted up looking. He's just rotting corpse Optimus Prime. Very strange. Yep, they had to call him alternate universe because you can't really call him rotting corpse because it's it's to emulate the original cartoon movie when he died and turned gray. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Very cool. Yep. So I think that's it. Uh, yeah. We're planning on being back in a week to uh, fingers crossed. Finally, finally, <laughs> we did it in June. Um, yeah. June or beginning of July, where we uh, I think it was July. Um. We're finally going to try and talk about Xbox. And if we don't, we're just going to we're just going to cancel that whole thing. We're just going <laughs> to get back to trying to just do a normal podcast again with planning because yeah. uh, it's not just me and Dexter that want to do this topic. It's others, too. But it's yeah. all about availability. Uh, Tom's very busy on his days off. Lee has had birthdays and vacations. So we're really trying. We're not wanting to do this discussion topic without them yeah. or one of them. So. Hopefully the next time we are on this, it's not about Transformers. It's going to be us talking back on our video game talk yep, and yep. Go digging into Xbox finally. And if it's not, uh, we'll, we'll find something. We'll come up with something, yeah. We'll find something. Maybe Dexter and I can get together and do something, and then we can discuss that or whatever. But in yeah. a week, probably not. But we'll do our best. We'll do our damnedest to have a good discussion. Yeah. All right. Uh, as always, uh, I'm on Twitter – Dexter J, Instagram, the Buzzkill Kid. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash, what is it? I can't remember now. Uh, recording live podcast. We're recording live podcast on the other things, except for Twitter. It's Rec Live Podcast. Uh, yeah, message us if you have any questions, and we'll try to cover that. Maddie, how are you on the internet yet, or still? You can find me on Twitter as the Buzzkid Killer Killer. Are you really? No. <laughs> no, Maddie 0984. Okay, uh, that'd be funny. Um, I, haven't, I haven't been doing anything lately, though. I'm back on social media, but I haven't. Uh, I, uh, I I haven't been posting anything, mostly because yeah. uh, there's not much been to post, memes and such. But yeah, uh, the podcast got me to start looking at Twitter again, and because I'm not a big Twitter person, I've kind of forgotten about Twitter again. So that's fair. I yeah. need to get back on there. Uh, I need to I need to start looking at probably doing what I did with said on the last podcast, which is probably start looking at getting a new iPad. Mm-hmm. So we're saving up for that. Yeah. Oh, but hey, uh, that, speaking yeah, of we'll, iPad. We'll, we'll, if anything, if we can't get together and do our Xbox discussion, Dexter and I can do another shoot the shit and we can catch up with. Uh, yep. everything that's been going on since the last time we uh, talked, because there's been things that have gone on with you, too, lately. Yeah, actually, I was just going to say, speaking of iPads, I bought um, whatever that program is you use to draw. Procreate? Yeah, I bought Procreate, and I got a stylus. I didn't know you even had an iPad. Uh, yeah, we bought it at the beginning of the, the pandemic, just so that we could throw our kids in front of TV shows. Uh, um, <laughs> hey, uh, well, okay, let's end this. I'll talk after this. All right. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye.